Hey guys, welcome to the 831 Podcast, episode 19 I believe. Uh, been a little gap in these again, but I've hopefully got some good ones lined up and we'll try and fire them out. I've been busy and uh, yeah, but I'll try and get back on them as quick as possible. Now, this podcast I have to say from the beginning, um, so I've been using some software for recording podcasts and I really like it. And then I bought a new laptop, put the software on the new laptop, but forgot to log in and put my key into the software. So I recorded on a trial version. Um, and it means that every 20 seconds or so, 30 seconds, there's a little bit that comes over the top and goes trial, trial. Now, I've tried to contact the company and I've tried to get the watermark removed and I can't get it removed. And redoing podcasts can be a bit shit. So I'm stuck or I've been stuck for the last week in this dilemma of what to do. Now, I'm a bit gutted because it's such a good podcast and Joey really deserves to get this out there. So I just decided I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put this podcast out there and hopefully people will get through it and we'll see how it goes. But I mean, I'm absolutely gutted. And it's not something that, that I intend to repeat. But listen to it. And hopefully we'll come, we'll come back to Joey again in a few months. And we'll do another podcast. But hopefully in the meantime you can listen to this one. And uh, take from it all the, all the things that I think are worth taking. I've listened to it back. And you can phase out the watermark um, mentally. So hopefully you guys will get a chance to do that. And you will do. Please stick with it. Please listen to Joey. She really does deserve it. Um, You'll tell that when you listen to the passion. um, When she speaks about her subject. So yeah, please listen to this one. Um, I promise this will be the only one that this ever happens on. So please just sit through it for this one. It's an hour and 30 minutes of your life. Please just get through it for me. And I promise I won't do it to you guys again. So, uh, yeah. <coughs> As always, podcast sponsors, Trojan Nutrition sponsor the podcast. They will do for life. Um, Good Clear English has been a sponsor for the X period. So they're mentioned in there. Uh, Sweatbox. I'm going to chuck Sweatbox in there. It's where I train. It's a great community. So I'll chuck Sweatbox out of you. HempGuard UK have been really cool to me lately. Give me some great stuff, so I'll chuck HempGuard UK out there. It's not hard to be a sponsor of this podcast. Hit me up if you're interested, and we'll put something together. It's not financially crippling for you. I just want to work with people who are like-minded, so please get in contact. Obviously, always looking for suggestions of people to get on here. So if you know somebody or think you have somebody who'd be good, hit me up. Let's get in contact with them, and let's try and put lots of these podcasts out. Once a week would be fantastic, so I'm willing to go to the effort of putting one of these out a week if I can get the people uh, to come and sit in with me and we can talk. So today, Joey Beard. Uh, met Joey paragliding. She's has a history steeped in aviation. She was having a tandem on Westbury when I met her. She's gone off to do some great things. She went travelling. She was going travelling across America, so I gave her lots of advice and tips as I've obviously done the same and spent a lot of time in America. So we stayed in contact throughout her whole trip. Then when she got back, she started to pursue a drive to become a a filmmaker, 
videographer, director, all of the things that, that go into filmmaking. So I caught up with her because she's got a film out that you will hear about in this podcast. And it's going to be submitted to some uh, shows and... Um, yeah, like award, award shows, etc. So <clears throat> I thought I'd catch up with her and see how things were going. She can fill us in on her take on the film. I really enjoyed the film. A nice 25-minute short film. I thought it was great, as you'll hear from the podcast. So, yeah, have a listen. Let us know what you think. Thanks again, but please, please stick with it. I beg you, please just get through this one. Let it be a pain in your ears for an hour and 30. Please, I beg you, for Joe's sake... Get through this one, and I promise it'll never happen again. But this is episode 19, um, Joey Beard. Well. Okay, so, Joey, thank you very much for joining me. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, so, you well. and I met a couple of years ago now. I believe you were doing a tandem at Westbury with Sean Simmons. I was. That was my first ever paragliding well. experience. Have you paraglided since? I haven't, but not through, not because of that experience, just haven't had the opportunity. But yeah, it was a phenomenal experience, kind of really uh, one well. of the bucket list, definitely. Does it, is it something that interests you? Would your aviation background, would paragliding be something that interests well. you, you think? Or? I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It was such a phenomenal experience. But I I still find the, the takeoff and landing a little bit scary. Um, I think the kind of feet as your undercarriage uh, idea, which I know is the kind of thing that most people well. sort of say is their aversion to paragliding. Um, that still scares me a little. I would, I'd definitely do it again. Um, I'm not sure it's something that I'd take up as, as my own hobby. I think as a, as a glider pilot, I'm much more used to the kind of um, more collaborative kind of team, mm-hmm. team-based team sports. I know obviously there's, there's very much community in paragliding as well, but you you can very much go off and do it on your own. Um, and yeah, there's, I'm just not sure that's me. I Because uh, I, I look at like gliding, sailplane gliding and... I think Trial. that's not for me, you know, because you're not you're not as exposed to the elements. I think I like the being ex- exposed and vulnerable aspect of paragliding, like the the closeness Trial. to nature. But that's obviously very ignorant because I've never been in a in a glider at all. Just the assumption of being enclosed in a in a canopy or something. You know, so it's funny you say that actually because I've over the last year I've developed a bit of a a weird fear of it's not fear Trial. of flying, but it's. Um, it's almost a uh, claustrophobia kind of um, conundrum where I'm a bit nervous about cross country flying. So all wow. the flying, all the glider flying I've done previously has kind of either been through the air cadets or with a vintage gliding society. So they're very short flights. Whereas obviously with club gliding, you're there's a lot more wow. emphasis on cross country flying, yeah. which are long flights, and you have that fear of okay, well, what if I feel sick? What if I need the toilet? All of those kind of things, and actually it's kind of created a bit of an anxiety about it for me. So I see what you mean about the whole being enclosed, and I think that's yeah. something that I'm wow. currently trying to get over. Um, but yeah, I mean that was a definitely a, a plus of the paragliding experience. Like I kind of for me it was like being on wow. a giant airplane that that wasn't stuck on an axis do you know what I mean? yeah, that, yeah. that's how it felt for me and I, I loved terraplanes as a kid so yeah. <laughs> it was just like the ultimate terraplane ride <laughs> I uh what so I I love paragliding just because I can go cross country land in any field wow. pack it all in a bag mm-hmm. and go home I guess with gliding if you go cross country you have to find suitable landing if you don't make it back and then you've got this massive trial thing that something has to come in a car and a trailer <laughs> it doesn't go in a rucksack and, does it <laughs> no exactly so for me that was trial. one of those 
I was a I look at it and I think that looks like a ball lake, you know. But uh, again, ignorant. I would because I do. I have considered doing my like uh, pilot's oh. license or something. I think it'd be fun to to fly mm. plane. Of course, I've jumped out of hundreds of planes, little small planes, mm. and when I've been in there, I sort of enjoy the ride up. So I have thought this would be quite Trial. cool, you know. But never explored it further than flying on a paraglider mm. with sailplanes, basically. Yeah. But when you when I am thermaling with a with a glider. Trial. And I look at them and they're waving, they've got the camera out, maybe they're eating a sandwich, maybe they're, and I'm like, that's quite cool, you look super relaxed in there, and I'm just trying to keep my canopy open in a thermal, you know, yeah, it does look fun. <laughs> um, so what, you have, your family is steeped in flying or gliding history. Trial. Do you want to just, like, talk us through your, your family's history leading mm. into then what got you into uh, aviation, I guess. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm I'm really lucky. My, as you like to say, the, the whole family is kind of steeped in, in aviation from from both sides. So um, the kind of the the aviation kind of claim to fame I kind of use now is that we've actually got four generation of, gli- of glider pilots in wow. the family. So um, my grandfather flew gliders. He actually flew um, Spitfires Trial. in World War Two first. Amazing. Um, right towards the end of, of World War Two, but um, yeah, that's a, a great thing to be able to, to say. So was he a pilot who was recruited or he was in the military Trial. and then became a pilot through through the military? Or? So he was called up um, during World War Two yeah. uh, and trained to be a pilot at that point, but he did continue Trial. his flying recreationally um, yeah. into his older years um, and that's when he flew gliders. Um, now my dad, um, then similarly, um, he was an air cadet, um, and was very much set on an aviation career from a young age, um, and was a gliding instructor, um, from a young age as well. Um, then you kind of, my family's a little bit complicated. There is kind of a a split, a split, um, family here. And I've got two half sisters, um, and actually they were both, uh, gliding instructors for the air cadets. Um, and then so that's you're kind of into the third generation at that point um and then actually their Trial. sons who are in their late teens now are both solo glider pilots at Nimsfield, which is bristol and gloucestershire gliding club so that's your kind of four generations yeah. of of glider pilots but yeah even on my mum's side um, my grandfather um started a flying school at western supermare called the achilles school of flying um and he actually flew out in south africa for the best part of 20 years Um, so yeah and actually my what I've always liked and I I brought it into the to the film which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit is that you could actually kind of take my family tree and rather than put dates of birds on on there you could put the dates they flew solo because almost everyone in not everybody but there's several generations of people that have flown solo at the age of sort of 16 17 so uncles um, cousins and it, it kind of just Trial. yeah there's a whole map there that's of, amazing because uh, yeah. so for my I'm I paraglide but nobody in the rest of my family ever mm. that I know of as far as I know either side has had any sort of aviation at all glider pilots pilots Trial. paragliders mm. hangar nothing as far as I know um, a couple of them may have been parascending in Spain or something yeah. but uh, yeah and then that happens a lot Trial. with a lot of my uh, hobbies falconry there's not a falconer in the family fighting nobody's ever fought professionally in my family so I sort of go maybe go against the grain or I've inherited these uh these traits and these 
these passions from someone else. Maybe the milkman was into gliding or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I sort of inherited them from from someone else. And I am deeply passionate about all the things that I do. But yours is different because it's steeped in so much history. Wow. Did you feel... Was there like a, a pressure for you to go down that route or was it just something you loved and it was just easy to pursue because well, you had support from people who had been there? It's weird. There was never a pressure um, and that's something I get asked a lot. Um, it, it just almost felt like a kind of rite of passage. It was kind of... Um, well. And that's what the film was very much about. It was just this idea that because everyone else in the family did that at this point in their lives, it was just kind of an assumption that that's what you went and did too. And it, I mean, I, I joined the Air Cadets when I was 13 with the pure idea that I needed to be in the air cadets to, to fly solo mm-hmm. um, at the right age which of course obviously looking back now it wasn't really the case I could have gone into club Trial. riding um, and, and done it that way as a, as a lot of people do now um, but obviously there's there's more expense in that and I think that's the other thing to kind of um, iterate is that a lot of people look at families that are aviation families Trial. and assume that they come from very wealthy backgrounds mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of money in the family but actually that, that isn't the case here because you look at the way pretty much everybody in that um, in that line flew solo, um, wow. one of my grandfathers accepted, was was through the air cadets, um, which was a way of, of getting into flying for so, free, basically. So I guess then, yeah, so then you join the air cadets and you get taken to these places wow. and you get taught how to fly as opposed to, I want to fly, so you go to Nymphsville and you say, teach me how to fly, you have to pay obviously for lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the great thing with, with a lot of um, clubs, the little British Gliding Association clubs these days, is that they do offer cadet schemes. So actually for young people to learn to fly outside of the air cadets is, is quite an affordable thing to do still. And I think Trial. that's something really worth um, kids pursuing and actually realising. Because a lot of, again, a lot of people and a lot of parents think, oh, flying, that must be a really expensive hobby. But there's so many clubs out there that offer these cadetships Trial. where actually they don't pay for their flying at all. They've just got to get the kid there. Um, and everything else is taken care of. So, um, yeah, it's it's still a really great thing for, for someone of that age to do because there's so many other kind of rites of passage Trial. you can go through at that age, learning yeah. to drive, your first relationship, all of that kind of thing. But I think to add flying Trial. a glider solo, it's something that not many people have done. No, exactly. And I guess, so when it comes to, to that, how many other females were were training when you were training or were trying to was it a big was there a big community of of female pilots or was it very small not at all so i mean when i first joined the air cadets um there was about 50 kids in our squadron and i think there were five females wow so that was quite a low percentage i mean that has changed a lot over the years um and actually when i did my gliding scholarship i was a little bit cheeky and um because my family were all uh kind of involved instructing at a, a gliding squadron at Halavington near Chippenham which mm-hmm. sadly is now closed um, because they had the connections and because they um, were running courses throughout the summer and because I had kind of air cadet status they were able to kind of pull me into a, a course there without kind of going through the normal channels um, and actually I was on an all-male course <laughs> so um, yeah that was interesting but uh I mean, obviously, you do get mixed courses as well. Um, but, yeah, wow. unfortunately, the the kind of percentage of females versus males in, in gliding is, is low. And it, it's definitely getting better. I mean, if you look at the kind of the UK junior gliding movement, and that there are females in there. Trial. Um, I mean, I'm sad to say that um, the kind of British gliding team that's sort of going to the world champions this year, that the junior team Trial. is all male. And there's there's been a few questions about that. But, again, I don't I don't think that's about ability. 
yeah. um, whatsoever. I think it's about the dedication and about the commitment. Right. And actually, the the guys that are going there are the most committed. Yeah. How, how old are these? Um, so they're under 25. So. Okay, so junior's yeah. still quite... Because I was thinking... I mean, it's so easy to to throw around um, a sexism card and assume that it's Trial. a patriarchal um, group who, who aren't allowing females to come through. And Trial. a lot of the time it's not... That's not the case in a lot of these sports where that gets thrown around. And there is equality, but there's not equality of effort from both sides. Also... When you said junior, Trial. I think girl teenagers have so much more going on hormonally and stuff, you know, than, than a male teenager does. So for them to dedicate themselves to something like gliding with all the many distractions that they Trial. have as well, I think it might be a little bit more tricky. But at the same time, you can you make allowances for that if you've got guys who are committed, they're there all the time, they're never missing a beat, they're constantly on it. They should be the guys who, I mean, Trial. for me, I think you earn your place on the team by the effort you put in, you know? Oh, completely. Yeah, Trial. I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, there's also some great organisations down there, like Women Glide um, and the British Women's Pilots Association, mm. and they're all kind of trying to encourage more women into gliding. I'm not sure, also, I think the Brownies um, Association, or Girl Guides, have kind of, they've teamed up with EasyJet again to try in an aviation badge to try yeah. and encourage more women to, to think about flying. And it, it all feeds into kind of the STEM kind of, uh, does it science technology and that, that kind of side of schooling and education where they're trying to get more women Trial. interested in, in those things and engineering and technology and something that for some reason has been kind of always been favoured towards blokes in the well, past. And I mean, the thing is, we're so... Pilots have been male for a long time, through the war, etc. So I guess when guys were recreationally flying, glider pilots or um, flying light aircraft, whatever they were flying, I guess taking their son to the airfield with them, back, we're only going back 50 years and boys spent time with their dads, girls spent time with their mums. That was just sort of how it was, you know, apart from every Trial. now and then there'd be a circumstance where a girl would hang around with her dad and she'd have been in that environment. So maybe we're just... Trial. Now, we get, as we get more modern and things are a lot more equal, more women are spending, more more girls are spending more time in the environment. They're looking at these people Trial. flying these glides and they're, they're, wow, as where it was maybe in the past something that was sort of dismissed is that's what my brother does. Mm. It's interesting you say that about the kind of the um, daughters spending time with their mums and sons spending time with their dads because actually our family is completely the opposite. Trial. And I mean, I've got a very close relationship with both my mum and my dad, but I spent a lot of time with my dad growing up. And whilst he wasn't flying flying gliders when I was younger, um, he flew airships when I was first born. Yeah. And I was too young to really remember Trial. that. And then he was an airline pilot. Um, and I always had a lot of love and respect for what for what he did. Um, and similarly, my Trial. sisters, who are half-sisters, their, their dad, different dads, is also a glider pilot. And that's how they ended up getting into to flying gliders. Um, so I think it's interesting that actually both sisters, different dads, actually had very Trial. kind of looked up to their dads and spent a lot of time with them in their childhood and saw saw flying yeah. as, the, as the thing to do. Yeah, as where I think if you'd have gone back 50 years, maybe that wouldn't have been the case. Dad Trial. didn't spend as much time with the daughters. Mm. The, you know, that, I mean, I only have a daughter. So my daughter's been, at 17, she's been on a paraglider multiple times. She's flown Golden Eagles, Peregrine Falcons, Harris Hawks, Trial. Goss Hawks. She's probably been to 
a thousand MMA fights, you know. She's cornered people fighting. She's grappled with world champions. She's, you know, all these things that I do because she's my only daughter. If I'm going away doing stuff, she has to come with me. I don't have a partner. She had to come with me. So at 17, she'd done so many, like, diverse things. She had a lot to choose from. She sees she sees all those things. But I think now, I mean, you're, you're of the age, like, similar age to me, where it was, it's different. It was more of a modern... It's more of a modern Try. society, and there was the the sexism was maybe a little bit more out of it. And I don't know, sexism is probably not the right word because it's not. I'm not in a position to say that that women Try. were ostracised from from pilot from flying or gliding. Mm. Maybe it was just they weren't there because they weren't spending as much time with their their Try. dads back fifty years ago, etc. Yeah. Now you know we're talking only what twenty five years ago or something for Try. you. It would have been that you would have been with your dad at the airfield or something. Mm. So then more modern times mean that more women are spending more time, or girls Try. are spending more time at the airfield. And hopefully that's what's like, pushing it through. They look, see their dad, so think, that's it, I'll do that. As well, they've been kept away from it a bit maybe before. But of course now I think we're getting to the, the point where actually you've got daughters whose mums are flying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, interestingly, despite um, my mum being kind of steeped in that aviation world from both her dad and her Try. husband, um, she's one of the few members of my family that hasn't flown solo. She loves flying and, and flies as a passenger regularly. Um, but yeah, I never quite got to the bottom of why why that was something she never really pursued. I just think, I think perhaps she didn't have the, the opportunity at, at the right time. Um, Trial. But yeah, I think it would be interesting to see, because sort of my generation obviously starting to have kids and actually how, how that feeds... Trial. How that then feeds down the yeah. generations. I think, you know... It's me- it's many things, isn't Try it? Where where there has to be a change in a circumstance, whether that be race, culture, sex, religion. I think Try we're evolving really fast um, as a species. Not and and I mean that in the way Try of like um, technology, etc. But uh, stigmatisms, etc. They're Try evolving out. fast and probably just not fast enough as society would like, you know. It's not an overnight thing. You can't take a... With the with the uh, pay, the gender pay gap argument that there is at the moment, it's very much that they say only 5% of top um, people in blue chip companies are female. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But go back 30 years, that was 0%. Now, I, I get it, it should be 50%. I agree with you, it should be 50%. But you don't go in 30 years from zero to 50%. It has to be a development process. And so I guess it's the same in this scenario, you know. If there's, when you were doing doing your um, your gliding, there was 10%. Five, five girls Trial. were in the class of 50. Now, if there's 20%, that's, 100%, that's 100% increase in the Trial. last... X amount of years in another 10 15 years that's when it's going to hopefully be 40 percent so it's a slow process and it, people say people say a lot of the time like, well it's a shame there's not enough girls and you've got to look and you've got to say it's not a shame because now there's loads more girls and it's really exciting Trial. and it's growth yeah. and i see it with paragliding a lot there's not as many women as there are men that's 100 percent. but there's a lot of female paraglider pilots there's not a lot of young Trial. female Paragl- there's not a lot of young paraglider pilots coming through, I guess. But uh, I do see that, you know. That, like, we've got Kirsty Cameron who competes um, ca- in paragliding competitions. She's the best female pilot in this country with by a long shot. She's an absolutely Trial. incredible pilot. She can she outperforms 
90% of all men who compete, you know. She's absolutely fantastic. Right. But, um, the, the girls who are coming up through this, I see very few, but there are, there's a good percentage right. of women who paraglide, you know. So you have to look and you have to say, it's not necessarily a shame that there's only 10%. It's actually brilliant because there used to only be 5% and the increase is good. And when people like yourself are are so enthusiastic about it, steeped right. in history, and you're putting together videos like you, ha- like you have been, that's going to only help the calls, I should imagine. I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. Um, and yeah, and I think that was the, f- the funny thing for me when I was sort of 16, 17. I've, I was kind of dead set on an aviation career up until mm. around then. And then it was kind of during sixth form that I discovered media wow. and film. And I, I was really big into drama at the time. I was kind of doing uh, drama and theatre studies, that kind of thing. And it was it was kind of really at the kind of the birth of media studies as a as a subject. And it was kind mm. of still a bit frowned upon. And as it, wow. to be honest, it still gets a lot of flack now. Um, and I always kind of say one of my biggest pet peeves is is people that mock degrees in in media and the arts because at the end of the day, media media is one of the arts now. Right. You're looking at film, you're looking at television. It's all about storytelling, which I've always said is kind of one of the things that makes human beings so unique is the fact that we tell stories yeah. and that's how we learn from each other. And film right. is one of the the biggest um, ways of doing that. Um, and I. Yeah, so I sort of started steering away Trial. from from a uh, career in aviation during yeah during my late teens, and it I do sometimes look back and wonder was that the right decision, and I I think it was. Um, it's interesting how aviation has always continued Trial. to play a part in my life though, and sort of since obviously I went to, I went to uh, university and studied a film degree Trial. at Falmouth um, mm. back in two thousand five. And have sort of made short independent films ever since. Um, but then conversely, I ended up working part-time initially at the Ministry of Defence. And most of the jobs I've had there have been aviation related. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't get away from it. <laughs> Not that I've tried, but it's Trial. like, it, it's something keeps drawing me back. And then obviously most recently, my kind of biggest film project to date was very much about aviation, women in aviation the kind of family, the background that I have. Um, And I, whilst I never, when I first wrote the film, it was, it was a very autobiographical kind of tale. And I really tried to steer it away from that because yes, of course it comes from me as I think all stories do come, come from within and from something you've experienced, but I wanted it to be more about uh, women and aviation and the fact that they, they can do this and kind of tr- to try and encourage other other females that it's something that they they could pursue um but whilst also kind of exploring like you mentioned the other things that that female Trial. teenagers go through yeah. and the kind of the other distractions and the things that might get in the way but they can still overcome so so i watched the film um and i watched it this morning so it was really fresh now I'll give, shall I give you my take on the film and Get you can tell it. me if I'm right, if I've interpreted things wrong. Yeah. So I wanted to know very little about the film before I watched it. I knew a brief um, overview of what yeah. it was going to be about. I've watched your um, your crowdfunding thing that you did your video on YouTube and stuff in the past, but that was a little while ago I watched that now. So I sort of knew a little bit about it. Now for me, I thought the, uh, I thought the yeah. film was more of a look more of a take on uh, on women and teenage girls maybe adolescent girls um 
emotionally, uh, in a relation, uh, relationship wise, struggles and, and and being torn between a couple of things, and that was focused around aviation. So, if you were thinking, "Oh, I don't really want to," I'm not really into aviation. I don't want to watch this short film. You shouldn't watch it. I didn't think you should watch it thinking it's about aviation. You should watch it and think it's about this girl who's a character. And in a short twenty five minute span, you've managed to cover her her issues with like a, a conflicting relationship with her mum, the issues that she has, that she has to l- live up to a, a previous um, standard from her family, of her aviation background, the conflicts with her, within herself of, is this what she wants to do or is she doing it for the wrong reasons? And then throw in then some romance Trial. with the boys. So you've got the emotional struggles as well. And then the passion for for gliding that she seemed to lose a little bit in the middle and then find it all again and realise that when she made it her everything, it was everything she wanted. So for me, it was more of a um, semi-biographical look at that character based around aviation as opposed to it being a film about flying and then with the girl slotted in as a character. Now, I may have interpreted interpreted that completely wrong. You being the writer, you can tell me, you know? (laughs) No, I think that's a really interesting take on it, to be honest, because I think... There's a lot of people out there, and particularly my crowdfunders, that were mostly kind of gliding people or people that are really passionate about aviation that no one's ever said they were disappointed, but I think some people have gone, oh, it was a a bit more romantic than I thought it was going to be, or it was a bit more kind of, a bit more drama, where there wasn't as much flying as I thought there'd be, and and that kind of thing. And I think it's difficult to get that balance, because ultimately, I wanted to make a movie. I wanted yep. it to be something watchable. Trial. I wanted it to be something enjoyable. I wanted it to have a story. I wanted it to have character. Um, and it was very much... And what you described in terms of the, the issues that it covers is very much kind of... Um, Trial. Is very much coming-of-age genre. Yep. And that's what I wanted it to be. So I'm kind of almost pleased with your summation of it because that, to me, you, what you're saying is this is a coming-of-age story. And yeah, it, it totally is. And yeah, maybe there's a risk that the aviation takes a bit of a back seat and it's more of a, a context than it is... Which I think is a better... I think that's better from... I I viewed it as somebody who was watching a film, Trial. not someone who's a glider pilot looking to see interesting stuff about gliding. And I feel that from a filmmaking Trial. background for yourself, as a filmmaker... You've hit the genre. You've hit the the genre very well, and that you've got enough gliding so that if you're into gliding, you're like, "There's a so and so glider. Oh, there's Nymphsfield. There's that plane." You, you can identify things. You have just enough to, so that people realize you have to study, take exams. There's some meteorological references in there. There's all the elements that Trial. anyone who's into gliding will relate to. But at the same time, as a film, the, the emotional balance. For me, was fantastic. I mean, I'm a sucker for a rom com anyway, so I'm a sucker for a rom com or any kind of like romantic film. A sucker for them, and I watched it, and I, I was so much more pleased with it than I thought it was going to be when I thought I was looking at a gliding film. As soon as I watched it, and I realised like, ah, it's a short film based on, based on this character and everything she's going through, and that is set to the background of of uh, gliding. So for me, I was really pleasantly surprised i watched the film it exceeded my expectations not that i expected it to be anything good bad or otherwise but it exceeded my expectations i watched i thought also the soundtrack was incredible i don't know who you used for 
for the songs. Um, so I can talk a little bit about the soundtrack. Right. It's, it's interesting because what the soundtrack, I, I get really good feedback about the soundtrack mm-hmm. and, and people enjoying it. But actually, from a um, not a professional point of view, but right. from the from the course leaders and people that obviously that assessed it as this film was made as part of a as a masters, yeah. um, I almost got criticised for using too much music. Okay. Um, and with the idea being that I was kind of relying on the music Child. to to kind of tame the audience into what I wanted them to feel or think. And I I appreciate that on some level, but at the same time, I stand by my decisions. I, I love music. I, sp- I spent a long time working with my composer, Aaron Paul, who I've, I've had a collaboration Child. with for eight or nine years now. Um, and he's just fantastic. Um, and there was no one Child. else that was gonna create that score for me. Um, as well as Aaron's music, um, I included three other artists. So one was Jane Taylor, who's a um, artist based in uh, Somerset. Um, that I've used her music over the years. She's always been very kind and very supportive of my work, and has sort of let me let me use tracks of hers. And I felt a very kind of rom com feeling. Um, so that, that was the the female artist that you obviously heard in there, yeah. one of them. Um, I then uh, used a um, American artist called Austin Basham. Um, which Trial. is the track that you hear over the um, the flight and the glider where they fly together. Oh, yeah. The, the couple fly together. Um, and that was pure chance. And that actually throws back to my Trial. travels where I met his sister um, while traveling. Uh, and obviously then became Facebook friends. She used to share a lot of his music. And I got listening to it and really liked it and managed to... And he's actually a signed artist in the US. And again, managed to negotiate a deal to use it for the short film um, and then finally and this Trial. was kind of one of the, the biggest gems really that a lot of people don't realise the final song in the film which is called Fly Me Crazy yeah. um, was written and performed by the leading actress Alina oh yeah yeah Trial. so um, she I mean I, I think she's a phenomenal actress I was really grateful for her input into the film and I've, I've known her since she was quite young um, I used to be in an um, amateur dramatic society with her parents um, and she's been in a couple of other short films of mine, but she's actually at college um, studying music at the moment and is very much kind of pursuing a kind of a music Trial. career in a way because she's got such phenomenal t- talent and it was really nice to include that in I mean, the film. That that song um, really stood out for me. I mean, Trial. so it's very much my genre anyway, slightly uh, melodic and uh, folk folk-esque sort of that's I love that like Mumford and Sons sort of thing or um Daughter all that sort of music I love so I uh I, I think that fit really well for me I would Trial. disagree with whoever critiqued your masters because for me I think if you're looking at it from a teenage what age would do would you have had her set the uh, the main the lead role what age would she have been in She's your about head 16. about 16 so that's what I was thinking so for me Trial. I would be thinking music is the soundtrack of a 16 year old's life Trial. like so for me music's a huge part of me growing up it's I listen to a lot of music now I, I love music so Trial. for me I think that what you've done there is whether consciously or subconsciously you've Trial. captured that a massive element of this film can be understood by the music Trial. it doesn't have to necessarily be dialogue you can get the music and instead of having to her having to express her emotion it's done through Trial. the music which allows you to move on in, with the story in a short space of time so for me i thought you'd set the perfect soundtrack so you didn't have to proceed with dialogue or story and make a 40 minute film 
Trial. You've done that just by putting in the, the a perfect soundtrack. There was no song in there that was a bit quirky or a bit clunky. Or I thought, well, that's not everything. Just fits. So I thought you did. I thought it did really well. And I mean, that's as a professional MMA fighter who makes podcasts. So if, if you're pleased with that, that's up to you. But I mean, I'm, I am in no way. I've got absolutely no professional right to tell you that you did well, but I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I thought that you did really well with the with the soundtrack myself. Thank you. <laughs> that, that means a lot. <laughs> and the artists are, yeah, they are re- all of them are great, and I can't believe Elena is at the main role. Yeah, Elena, yeah. Her, I can't believe that that was her. She wrote it and yeah. and sang it. That's, that's super. And cool. actually, it was a really kind of sweet little story because she she really enjoyed being in the film, and I think it, it kind of it was a big experience for her, um, and. And it was it was kind of wonderful because she'd never flown in a glider either. So oh, actually, wow. the, all those flights that you see, uh, even the one where she's supposedly flying solo, um, that was her second flight in a glider when she was acting in that. So yeah, uh, yeah she she was just wow. phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I was I was really and actually with the so with the song she, it was quite amusing. She she's obviously she was still at college, so she was kind of composing, coming up with stuff anyway. And I think she was wow. so inspired by her experience with the film and the story, um, she came up with this track and she actually Trial. sent it to me late one night while she was a little bit tipsy. <laughs> and she was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to send you this because I'm a bit shy about it, but I just, I want you to hear it because I, I made it about the film. Trial. And I was just like, it's got to go in. I, yeah. I need it. And um, so then Aaron actually helped me. He kind of added a bit more um, to the soundtrack for it to kind of let it blend into the score a bit a little bit better because originally it was just with, um, with piano um, which was lovely but I think we just needed a bit more um, for, for the film itself so he Trial. kind of added some more yeah. instruments and, and I, I guess it's kind of a, gave it his flair it's a, it must be hard like you're a, I, so I guess you class yourself a filmmaker Trial. Um, and then for you to take care of all the musical score like you, you, it has to be, things have to be handed off because also as well I think it's great to have other people's input and say, Joey, I know where Trial. you're going, but I think you're going to overdo that. So to have Aaron, was it you said, yeah. to have him, that's great. To have Trial. someone else who's, that's what they specialise in, to just hand that off to somebody. You know, you're just you're just taking on too much and then it might just become too much of a... Um, too much of a project about you and you'll lose the, the message Trial. of the film or you'll lose you'll lose the story of the film because there's too much of you in there, you know? So. Yeah, and I think, that, I mean, that was in many ways why I kind of took the structure of the, the MA to make the film mm-hmm. because I there were, there were moments because so I basically spent the whole MA um, working on this. There was a couple of other kind of assignments and projects interspersed, but I kind of, where I could, I tailored my assignments to, to be about Trial. making this film. So, for instance, I did a screenwriting module which where I develop the script and I did a research module where I kind of looked at how I was going to crowdfund and so the whole year was really focused on on making this film and I <laughs> I remember wow. one of my tutorials getting a bit frustrated because I think I was getting annoyed with one of the assignments which was kind of getting in the way of me focusing on the film and um and my tutor said to me but Joey you, you could have Trial. just taken a year out and spent the money that you spent on your fees on your film and I'm like wow why didn't I do that <laughs> but then but at the same time I was like but I wouldn't have done it because yeah. actually I needed that structure. Wow. I needed that support. Um, the I mean the the people at the university, the tutors and the the technicians and the all the kind of the equipment and stuff we had there was phenomenal. Wow. And actually I couldn't have done it if I hadn't been in that environment. And I think even though having those regular tutorials wow. and having those um, I mean the thing I hated the most in every module was the we'd have group 
and crit sessions where basically you'd show a rough cut of your film to all your peers and a host of lecturers and they'd spend the next 20 minutes tearing it apart <laughs> and it's like my worst nightmare and I, I mean, I've got those I've got those sessions recorded and I actually can't listen to them because I <laughs> and I think that was the, like you say about right. making sure this film wasn't just about me and making sure there was input yeah. from others and actually that input was important because I needed to hear some of that right. criticism and one of the one of the biggest points that came out of the crit actually was that there wasn't really enough of the mum in the film. Okay. And actually, initially, we didn't see her Trial. flying. So we saw her in all those kind of domestic situations where yeah. she's in her room or she comes. Um, she sort of tells her, not tells her off, but there's that little talk she has when she comes home late. Um, and then she sort of drops her off in the car. So it's all the kind of very mumsy, she's at home waiting for her, getting her a breakfast or take it, but yeah. almost a bit too domesticated for someone that we're told is this kind of display pilot. Yeah, she's referenced by the guy as Molly Dawson. Yeah, Molly yeah. She's Dawson. Referen- Molly yeah. Dawson, yeah, like, oh, you've got a lot to live up to. So that's a good critique that maybe you might have overlooked yeah. had somebody not made. So yeah, really what important. we then did, and it's it's quite small, but I think it, it, it made a big difference, is we shot basically a scene where mum drops her off at the airfield but then mum's seen cleaning her plane and going off in it yeah because it then sort of shows that actually mum mum's pretty good at what she does and she's she's a really shit hot um display pilot yeah um so i think and that was quite an easy thing to do in the pickups which we did later on so i think that that did make a difference um and i the other thing I, i really was grateful for was that I a friend of mine on the course who was actually doing a, a dissertation for her final piece Trial. actually came on as my editor. Yeah. So she she did the the main edit of the film and kind of sort of went through every scene and so whilst as a director I kind of very much had the kind of the Trial. final say on the kind of the throughput and how the how the scenes got into interspersed because actually from the original script a lot of it got completely turned on its head in terms of where things happened and mm-hmm. And that whole process was quite enlightening. and um, But yeah, it was great to have Jade and Trial. Dyer as, as the editor who could kind of, again, just take some of that away from me. Because I think if I'd had to do the whole edit myself as well, I just don't think I could have done it. Yeah. And it would have come out quite a different film. Yeah, and I th- so I think that was a, gr- a great uh, choice was to do it through an MA. Because I think what... And I'm looking at this from um, my experiences as, say, a professional MMA fighter. So... We have, I teach MMA wow. classes. Now, people can come to, to our MMA classes and they can learn MMA. But I always encourage that they should go and do boxing, they should go and do Muay Thai, they should go and do Jiu-Jitsu, they should go and do wrestling. Wow. And then we'll put all that together and we'll create MMA. Because that's how, that's how I was taught. So I liken that to the same thing. So you could have gone, taken wow. all that money, and just gone and done your film. But to have taken all the other little elements and had a little look at this and a little look at music and have a look, look at this and have somebody critique that element in this element you've then put that together and uh, become a filmmaker as Trial. opposed to i'm going to make a film you might make a film but you're going to be learning on the job a lot and nobody's going to be critiquing giving you those little bits of advice and as long as you're willing to say stuff my ego i don't care i'm willing to go in there and be embarrassed and people are going to critique it. it's going to offend me Trial. but the fact that if they offend you means you care about it you come home and as long as you can sit there and you can say, actually, they're right. Shit. Trial. Yeah, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. I think that that educational environment where you've got so many people who are reviewing it and looking at it and people who, who really know a lot more than you in the circumstance. If you've got lecturers Trial. and stuff, 
they're the people who, if you're going to give me advice, I'm, I'm going to absorb it. And I might not even agree with yeah. it. But I'll still take it on board. And it might stand me in good stead five years down the line. As opposed to just putting out a film that you're happy with, but everyone else is like, could have been a bit better. I think the fact you did it on MA is probably right. giving you a much more polished and uh, professional video at the end, you know? Trial. That's obviously... From from this, I I don't have any right to have that opinion, but it is my opinion. I do think that a lot can be learned from those shows, and it's frustrating. I know when you have something you're passionate about, it's frustrating that other Trial. people are critiquing it. Or for me, as a as a fighter, if I don't listen, if I make mistakes, I get punched or kicked in the face. You learn really quickly that you're making mistakes and you want to correct them. That process Trial. can be a lot slower with something like filmmaking. I, I guess having my films go as far as video wow. logs and stuff and paragliding footage and I've never made a film. But uh, I think that the way that you've presented it now looks like a very polished, polished thing, which probably comes from your from your background, which I wow. guess you're now definitely not regretting doing it based on an MA as opposed to just going out and making a film. No, not at all. I mean, I'm not going to lie, the MA was far tougher than I ever envisaged. Yeah. Um, and when I sort of decided to take the, the career break um, and the... Was he went traveling for a few months, but then I went and did this masters, and it was <laughs> when you think of a career break, you think of time out, don't you? And yeah. time off, Trial. And, and it's probably one of the hardest years I've ever done um, because there was so much hard work involved, and 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 the film itself as well. And I think, like you say, with it being so personal, um, it was. I, I read this book Trial. about, um, and it's about creative fear, and it's quite. It's basically saying that as a as a creative, you you experience a lot of fear about putting yourself out there and about creating something that you're going to have to share with people and they're going to criticize and Trial. and I think I've every step of the way I struggled with that so the lead up to the kind of release of the crowdfunding campaign I was fraught with nerves and I, I very nearly just pulled the whole thing and, and didn't go with it because I knew as soon as Trial. as soon as I went down that road as soon as I released that crowdfunding campaign that was it I was committed you know what I mean? people yeah. were going to be putting Trial. money in people were going to be expecting to see something um and that was terrifying um, and similarly, when it when it came to screening it for the first time, that was pretty terrifying. Um, but that thankfully went really well. Um, that was just a cast and crew screening at, at Wooden yeah. Under Edge, and um, and there's been a few kind of screenings at um, gliding clubs and things since. And currently, it's um, being submitted to sort of film festivals around the world where, where I kind of feel like I want to want to put it really um but that's again it's still nerve-wracking because it's is it going to get accepted does anybody want it do people think it's any good um and every every little rejection is hurts do you know Trial. what I mean because it's, yeah, it's your baby and it's like oh they didn't like it it wasn't good enough and yeah. it's a really tough journey um and I, I, was, I had a long chat to my um tutor about this as we kind of finished Trial. the MA and he was saying, yeah, so the thing is, the bigger the project, the more you're going to feel that. And obviously, this is the biggest film I'd ever made. Yeah. And therefore, it's it's I've really had those emotions. And it's just like, blimey, okay, if I make a feature film, this is going to be traumatic. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've not really decided what what's next on that front because it has been such an emotional journey. But and, it's, and, and it's not over yet because I'm still waiting for those film exactly. festival um, decisions Trial. to come and in. And when was release date? December last year or something? When did you? When did the film come out? So the film was effectively finished September. September. Um, last year. Um, it's just had its first film festival acceptance for Cyprus, which is okay. 
interesting it's not a big festival but it's been running about 15 years Mm -hmm. um and actually you know what it's still it's still somebody somewhere going we like that film we want to show it and that that means something so um i am really proud of that because you did screenings did you screen it in formbury or like one under edge yeah um so yeah the original cast and screen cast and (laughs) crew screening that's quite hard to say for us Take wrong. your time with all the time. Sit slowly. <laughs> and crew screening. There we go. Was it Wooden Under Edge Picture House, which is great. Um, and then actually Thornbury Picture House, which is a um, cinema club that's been running for a few years. Um, I've got family connections with them and I helped Hi. them run a film festival a couple of years ago. Um, film competition, sorry. And they asked <clears throat> if they could screen it to their, um, their club members, basically. Yeah. And actually that was a far bigger... Trial. experience than I was expecting there was kind of over 100 people in the audience um, and I did like a Q&A afterwards and it was such Trial. a warm reception they really enjoyed it they had lots of things to say um, lots of questions um, so yeah I was really grateful Trial. for that experience actually because again it was just the thing I've always said about these films and it's why the film isn't fully available online yet is that I want to see it with audiences. I want, of course, yeah. I want audiences to see it and an Trial. online audience just isn't the same. No and um, what you'll detract is people won't come out and see it because they've seen it online i think you're doing it right and so a lot of film festival i like a lot of i watch a lot of um like trial what people consider maybe artsy or independent films i watch a, i watch a lot of them and uh i like trial. the fact that you go to a screening or you go somewhere and you see it and Otherwise, you watch it online and you're sat on your own and it's just not the same. You know, you're not, you feel as well, you you get like this uh, weird feeling that you're supporting the artist by watching it in your lounge on Vimeo or something. And you're like, yeah, I'm really glad I supported Joey there. When in actuality, you're not, you could have gone and viewed it somewhere, you know. So I like the fact that you're doing that. Hold it back a bit. Let it get its get out there let other people see it and you said about the nerves and the uh you know the anticipation that's the the best bit that to me says that you care right because if you were put out there and someone was like well how does it make you feel you're you're like i don't care really like i've made it i put out there but like well i thought this was was your passion where's your there's your passion for this then so for me I, i like that and there, surely when you put that film on and there's people sat in the room you're spending more time looking at people's Trial. reactions than you are actually watching the film oh right? definitely I, I, I always sit at the back which sounds weird because I can't see their faces I guess but I yeah and it's, it's funny when I did the Thornbury one I introduced the film um, let it play out and then I came back up the front Trial. and I was far more nervous when I came back up the front yeah. I was like hey we've, we've met already but I'm, <laughs> I'm more nervous this time because you've you're just coming watched, up naked you, now yeah, yeah basically you've just what you've just I've just laid myself bare and you're yeah. now gonna comment on it and but yeah they were they were really great and actually I've, I've done um, I'm sort of trying to do a series of screenings at various gliding clubs because there are a few gliding clubs that put that put money into the film that are interested in it but like you were saying about it not really being a film about gliding sometimes actually they're the audiences I'm most nervous about because I think they're possibly expecting something that's more technical and more I don't know a bit geekier when it comes to the kind of the the nitty-gritty of the sport um but actually again the I I did one at Lasham which is one of the biggest gliding centers in the country um and they were very supportive and great feedback and people seem to enjoy it so I've got another one in at Cambridge Gliding Center at the end of March um, and actually, I'm off to the British Gliding Association conference next weekend. 
um, where I'm taking the the trailer to, to kind of be screened on a Trial. big screen with the women glide stall, um, with the hope to encourage more clubs to potentially have me down to to screen the film because it's I want it to be Trial. seen at the end of the day. That's the main thing, right? Just just yeah. get it seen. I mean, when it's a project that you've put so much work in, just get it seen. Like it's nice to have everybody like it, but at the end of the day. Criticism just as important Trial. because it means somebody's watched the film. So that's the main thing. Get it seen, and nobody's going to criticize the whole film. They might criticize the elements, but so and then Trial. you've got to take it where if you take it to a, a gliding school and someone criticizes it because you didn't show enough of I don't know the the instruments when, the, when it was flying, you didn't explain meteorological conditions properly you didn't name that that Trial. was a forming cumulus. But if that's their criticism, you've got to say that like, I really appreciate that, and then you've got to just fuck it off like yeah. that's not that is not what this film's There's, about um, but yeah trial. it's interesting actually how many people because there are quite a lot of kind of technical errors that, that just happen <clears throat> because of the way that the process unfolded and trial. we promise we, we know about most of them and um, we just kind of had to make our peace with them. So, for instance, like in there, there's a beautiful wide shot that... Um, so, Owen Benson, my uh, director of photography, who I've, again, worked with for about 10 years, Trial. did a, a really beautiful job with the photography on the film. Um, and there's this beautiful shot when she's just flown solo and the plane is kind of really symmetrical and the plane's gem, the canopy opens and the kind of parents Trial. and the instructor kind yeah, of walk towards shot, it. Yeah. You know the shot, I mean. Um, so, <laughs> given that the plane is supposedly just landed, somehow we left the pitot cover on. So oh. which is something that wow. you take off way before yeah. you took off and it's just it's just dangling there <laughs> with a little tag in the breeze I didn't even notice <laughs> but the great thing is hardly anyone notices that one the main yeah. one that people note there's two things that most people notice one is that wow. she's in the wrong seat yes so yeah. technically she as a instructor and as, as a solo pilot you'd be sat in the left hand seat as yeah. you're in it um, but again we had a big debate about that on set and there was an issue with that particular aircraft where um, the wheel brake is only on the left hand side and so my dad just wasn't really comfortable and also Trial. he'd never really flown it from the right hand seat with the left with a le- he'd flown it from the right hand seat with someone else with him that was also a pilot but yeah he just wasn't really comfortable with that construct. It would be unfamiliar. Um, he was kind of obviously under pressure, obviously being filmed and stuff. And he just said, look, I'd rather... Trial. I'd rather we keep it the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the number of... All right, the gliding people are going to know that it's the wrong way around. Trial. But most other people won't have a no, exactly. obvious clue. Exactly. Um, and if the you're other... marketing it to the gliding community, you're not going to get a very popular Trial. film anyway because it's small. <laughs> So it has to be to the masses. I'm assuming you don't want this film marketed to the amount of people that go gliding. So that's not a bad criticism. Let no. The naive will never yeah. know. So yeah. Yeah. The funniest one, and you might have spotted this as a paragliding pilot, is where um, uh, Freddie's character is talking, they're talking about the weather. And you can kind of tell it's looking Trial. quite bright out there from the, from the hangar, but you don't really see the sky. But until there's a line where he basically says, oh, clouds don't lie. And we've got a shot in his glasses, or in in the sort of in the reflection, and the clouds look quite lovely, yeah. quite fluffy, quite cumulus, and it's just like, oh. Yeah. And the frustrating thing was, we did actually because we knew that at the time, we shot an insert um, later on when the clouds were looking a bit stormier and a bit kind of less flyable. But as my editor rightly Trial. pointed out, he it was a static shot. And he wasn't talking. Well, even though it's really close up, it basically just didn't cut in right. right. Because obviously, as he delivers it, there's movement. And to cut, put an insert in where the clouds look right, but his face isn't moving, yeah. just didn't work. But yeah, every time I see that line delivered, I'm just like. Oh. 
not again does not detract in the slightest from the film so it's not uh yeah i don't think that's anything to worry about it didn't detract in the slightest from even someone who knows about meteorological conditions i didn't know i think the 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 script the dialogue the cinematography was all way too good to worry about those things so yeah if those are the sort of critiques you get you know i don't think you need to worry if you people were saying to you like you know, if you'd have put a, a drum and bass track over the top of it or something, and then people are like, oh, I don't win the scores, then yeah, there's criticisms that you can worry about. But, you know, as I say, the, the gliding community, Trial. although they're very important to this film, and they've been very supportive, and it's very, and it's hopefully they enjoy it, but at the same time, they're not the market for this film. Mm. So I think, yeah, their critique is somewhat, Trial. you know, not as important is <laughs> as you may feel it is when you get the criticism, you know. So, but you, so you touched. You went traveling, and I remember when you were uh, going to America. Trial. I hit you up because mm. obviously I'd not been back long. Yeah. So hit you up and stuff. So where where did you go? What did you get up to when you were traveling? Oh god, it's more like where where, where didn't I go? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of adventure of a lifetime, really, with a really good friend of mine called um, Kate Buchan who also worked on the film um Trial. so she created a lot of the props um and so she was kind of the, the art designer really so how long um, was the film sorry to cut away no from fine that. go for how it how long was the film in from concept to screen that's a difficult Trial. question because I, I we shot the original trailer for it in august 17 and obviously we'd we'd finished the film so effectively a year. However, I first wrote the script for this film 10 years ago. Wow. Um, and actually I've been through several Trial. rounds of kind of, I went for um, iShorts uh, funding about five years ago. That's when I last pushed to make it. Um, so yeah, in terms Trial. of actually making the, this this film, in terms of the, the 25 minute film you've seen, <clears throat> you're looking at a year. But actually in the entirety, it's, it's kind of been 10 years in the Was making. there a script change from the original 10 oh, years ago to massively. now? So yeah. would it have been more, it's an assumption, Trial. possibly it was more of a biographical film 10 years ago than it is now? Yeah. So the, the original so the original Trial. screenplay was actually a feature-length screenplay mm-hmm. and it was very much about my air cadet experience of my gliding scholarship. So it was very much Trial. set in that air cadet context. And that was one big uh, debate I had um, in a workshop actually Trial. at uni when I, I was really struggling um, with deciding whether or not this had to be air cadets whether it had to be kind of military Trial. whether they were wearing their flying suits and all, and all that kind of almost kind of technical accuracy about the location and the environment of the film when actually someone just said it doesn't matter like the, 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 the story is about a young girl learning to fly Trial. and actually so yeah in the end it ends up being a kind of slightly odd blend because actually aesthetically I wanted them in flying suits I wanted that kind of teenage Top Gun look yeah um, there's and, a lot of Top Gun reference the yeah. poster the hat on the table <laughs> you <laughs> noticed the hat yeah, so yeah, the hat, yeah. I'm did a massive you, Top Gun fan awesome so. did you did you notice that the hat changes Trial. yes I did which it was, was deliberate um, but, it was yeah. deliberate yeah because it was a gliding it was a one of those floppy hats hat. yeah soaring yeah. hat Trial. and then it went to the Top Gun cap yeah so Originally, it was all the Top Gun cap, and I, I was a little bit worried about um, IPR and copyright and all that mm. kind of stuff. Um, the poster, not so much, because it was kind of in the background. You, you didn't, you, you, you kind of glance it, but it's not focused on or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the hat thing was very deliberate, but we shot both versions, and then it was actually um, my editing tech at uni, Doug Smith, 
who kind of turned around and said, you know what, I love the hat, but just change it for the wide because some people won't even notice Trial. but the Top Gun fans will. Yeah. And like, so it, it's a deliberate kind of continuity error. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a few Top Gun references in there. <laughs> so you're talking over a year for the for new script into production Trial. to make the film. Yeah. So how much filming time are we talking? Was it filmed so, over just Trial. one summer or it was filmed over... So the, so the trailer was shot over a day. And actually, a lot of that footage Trial. ends up in the final film as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the drone footage you, um, that you see, some of those shots. Um, and just uh, because there was so much great stuff Trial. that could be used in some of the montages and things, it seemed like a waste not to use it. So that was a day. Um, we then did Trial. two four-day shoots. So you're up to nine days. And then we did another day of pickups. So yeah, ten, ten filming days in total to make, to make the film. Um, okay. So for, yeah, ten days into 25 minutes. <laughs> Trial. A, lot of, a lot of footage yeah. especially the GoPro stuff because obviously that's not at least with your kind of the stuff that's coming out the main camera which is a, a Canon C300 it's kind of stop start with your takes and your clapperboard and everything yeah. the GoPro stuff is kind of might be half an hour to 40 minutes of footage at a time of yeah. the flight from when we when we set it off to the takeoff and the, the full flight and then and actually, so I actually enjoyed watching a lot of that footage it was, it was good fun <laughs> so did you sit in on the editing? yes, yes. yeah yeah yeah, so um, you and were actually, picking wow. shots and stuff, and you were. Yeah, I mean, the, and actually, the flight because um, obviously Jade um, was very kind of busy focusing on her dissertation as well. I took some of the pressures off her in terms of going through some of the rushes. So mm-hmm. I would quite often go through the Trial. kind of the length of of the rushes and just pick out the the bits that were usable, not the chosen shots. I'd leave that to her. Yeah. Um, but I would at least kind of just get rid of the. The stuff that we didn't need. Yeah, yeah. But it was also great because I meant like I got to kind of count the bloopers as well because there was plenty of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can be saved for another reel later yeah. on down the line. Well, there's some of those online already, and there's kind of an extended version on on the DVD that I did kind of as a, as a limited Trial. release. So. I look forward to the bloopers definitely. <laughs> so back to traveling. Sorry, we. Mm. Uh, so you went everywhere. How did it start? What did you get up to? So we flew to New York. This was kind of end of June. 2017 New York and um, we kind of decided that we that we wanted to go coast to coast by train yeah um so that was kind of the main impetus um but we we interspersed a few road trips in with that so we started in New York Trial. um spent four or five days there um went to Coney Island which I, I was always wanted to go to that was good fun yeah. um and then we got the train up to Boston did Boston we were in Boston for Trial. um Independence Day I do mean Independence Day, don't I? Yeah, I do. It's yeah. fine. Fourth of July, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the word. Wow. Every time I say it, I just think of the film. The film, which is yeah. Really terrible. It's such a British thing to say. I'm like, is that the real thing, or wow. is that to do with aliens? Oh no, both. Okay, it's fine. I'm really sorry, any Americans that are listening. How long were you in Boston? I love Boston. Um, yeah, I love Boston. Again, only wow. three or four days. That's, um, but that's a good time in Boston. So yeah, it's I, quite a small city. I've been to New York wow. only once for five days. I love New York, mm. and I want to go back. I'd like to go and do some comedy there and stuff. So I really want to go back to New York. But for me, Boston is Trial. a mellower, more relaxed New York. Definitely. You should have all the elements. And the the British input to architecture, to history, is amazing in, in 
Boston. So I really like Boston. I did MIT tour and stuff on that as well when I was there. Trial. So I really like Boston. Did the Cheers bar. Did you do the Cheers yeah, bar? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That, that got me a bit emotional. I, yeah. I, I weirdly, with, a, with an ex, had kind of watched the entire box set of Cheers yeah. over the past couple of years. So that was quite, that was quite something. I mean, obviously the inside's not, not anything like it, but the, but yeah. the outside. But just great. when you walk down, when but you the see the sign outside and you realise yeah. that's the shot from, and then you walk down inside, you sit down and you think, yeah, I see where he got this one because it's so small, it's so intimate, yeah. and Cheers on on screen is massive. Obviously, it's a film set; it's a massive bar. But yeah. You sit there and you're like, "Yeah, I can see why someone would write this." But I really loved it. It was a big part of the experience for me, and so I love Boston. I think yeah. I'd, I'd like to go back to Boston again. Yeah. So yeah, for Boston, we yeah. um, we got a car and we drove down to Cape Cod. Um, and actually, we got a ferry across to Martha's Vineyard for a day mm-hmm. and kind of did all of that, and that was that was really magical. Um, and then we went back to Boston, dropped the car off, and got the train to Chicago. So that was kind of a 20-hour train journey or something, mm-hmm. which was kind of our first long... That was the, the Lakeshore Limited, so actually it kind of goes along um, Lake Erie okay. for part yeah. of it. Um, but kind of at sunrise, so actually because that time of year, I remember setting an alarm for like 4.30 in the morning or something to actually kind of see some of that, because otherwise you're going to miss it. Um, but yeah, that was in Chicago. Trial. Chicago really blew me away actually because I I wanted to go there, but I wasn't I didn't have high expectations of it. But again, I just thought it was such a I really liked it as a city. I've never been. That's because it's more is East Coast, isn't it? Chicago. It's right in the middle. It's bang in the middle. Yeah. So I've done every state. If you divide the the country, Texas up, mm-hmm. every state Trial. west I've done. Mm. I've done Boston. I've done New York. Done Florida. Um, and that's it. Yeah, but every state to, to the west I've done, but I've not done Chicago. And I do fancy Chicago. It just because, yeah. not for any reason other than you hear it a lot. You know, lots of people are from Chicago. Well, it's on TV a lot, but so you like Chicago. I really liked it, and I love the. Um, and we actually kind of there was most of the cities had like effectively Boris bikes everywhere, and we we kind of cycled along the side of the lake. There was amazing big cycle paths. Just the kind of going along the, the lake and the colour of the lake and the um, the gardens and the um, the beaches. And mm. then, of course, you've got these massive skyscrapers. And it was just, yeah, it was just kind of Trial. so hot when we were there. It was too hot. But, yeah, that was kind of one of my favourite memories was that we, we cycled at night, Trial. actually. And then we um, there was, they do a firework display every every Saturday night, which we happened to be there for. And we were kind of just sat with the bikes watching the fireworks over the, over the skyline. And, yeah, Amazing. it was a special moment. Um, but yeah, from Chicago, we got the, the this is what wow. I love about all the Amtrak trains. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know this, but they're all kind of, they've got funky names for, for that line and for that train. Wow. So, so we did the Lakeshore Limited and then we did the California Zephyr. Um, and that's the train that takes you all the way through to, wow. um, I think it's Emeryville, which you then connect to San Francisco. Okay. And that's three days on a wow. train. Wow. Which was mammoth. And like, we had a sleeper car for, for yeah. that one. Um, but again, it was just such a phenomenal experience because it was that train became a community. Right. You kind of yeah, got I to bet. know the people on it, and you there's like an observation car, which is like a lounge car with big panoramic windows and everything. And Trial. obviously, that journey took us through Colorado and Denver and um, Nebraska, and it the the landscapes were just. It's a shame Trial. we didn't get to stop in Denver. I know. Well, in Colorado, Colorado is amazing. I love Colorado. It's yeah. a great place. Yeah, but um, you have to go back. You've seen it. That's well, going to make you want to go back. And that was the great thing about this trip, actually, because we went to so many places with kind of little <clears> short pockets of time. It, it kind of, you really came away with going, I definitely want to go back there. I definitely want to go back there. And um, so, yeah, from San Francisco, we did like a kind of Pacific Trial. Coast Highway um, trip 
obviously driving again. Yeah. Um, but what a drive, right? Did you drive to uh, the whole PCH? Yeah, so it? we couldn't drive at all because it was at the time there'd been the big landslide. landslide yeah, still shut part of it now. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we, and that was quite tough actually because it meant we had to drive all the way down to the landslide. And then around. And then back because oh, you can't go around. Can't go. So where did you drive down to? Where was the landslide? Um, so the landslide was... That's a good Trial. question. It's about halfway, which is why it's such a pain because you then have to go all the way back up again yeah. and around. Trial. So you get past that because it's Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Um, so you get to do all that bit. and big. That's, it's, a, it's near Big Sur. It's kind of oh, just yeah. beyond okay, Big yeah. Sur. So um, yeah, Trial. so we kind of got down to there but then had to go all the way back up to come back round. On that windy road, you can't really overtake, you can't do anything. I mean, I didn't mind that bit, it's kind of nice to do that bit in two directions, but um, yeah, I was I was doing all the driving on that trip, because my, my friend wasn't wasn't overly confident or keen about Trial. driving on the other side, so it was a little bit tiring, but it was fun. To be honest, the more tiring bit was then having to do the interstate inland, which yeah. was obviously more dull. It's a drag, yeah. yeah. It's a drag. Um, and then obviously getting to LA was just insane Trial. for driving because it's kind of like six lanes of traffic. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we, we used, luckily I had limited data while I was over there. So we were using Google Maps a lot, which was a godsend. And um, we nicknamed the uh, sat-nav Susan. And uh, the amount of times we swore at Susan because you'd be in like <laughs> one lane and she'd be like, take the next exit. And you had to fight across six oh, lanes yeah, of traffic. Yeah. And you'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so so LA driving is crazy. If you drive in LA between seven in the morning and 11 in the, in the morning, you're screwed. If you drive in LA between two in the afternoon wow. and eight at night, you're screwed. You've got like <laughs> these little gaps. I've driven a, yeah, I've driven a lot in LA. Um, and uh, the I-5 and stuff around there is absolutely crazy. When you came into LA, did you see Pyramid wow. Lake? As you came in, no, so as you come in from that route, there's a a big lake and there's a, it's got like a, a pyramid in it. It's called Pyramid Lake because there's a pyramid in the middle of the lake. Really cool. And you come past um, Six Flags, a big amusement Trial. park. Did you see that there on the? So that's right by there. As you come down through there, it's really nice. Come, you're just coming out of like the hills and you come down Trial. into LA. You can see it and you can see the dense smog that sits over LA which is really weird it can be a beautiful day and there's just a smog that sits above and you're driving down into LA but the last little glimpse is this beautiful little pyramid lake and you come into Six Flags and you're into LA how long were you in LA? so it was interesting we did a I think we did a like one night there initially together because then we picked up a a trek Mm -hmm. one of these sort of Trek America um, tours which is what took us to um the Grand Canyon and Vegas yeah. because I really wasn't keen on kind of driving to those places and there was this amazing kind of Trek America Trial. tour where you basically picked up a minibus they took you to everywhere you camped um, and it was, that was a really phenomenal experience it was a group of Trial. like eight of us um, and I, it was ridiculously cheap as well for that kind of and, it, and we did a helicopter ride within that as well in the yeah. canyon so it was after that that I then spent four or five days Trial. in LA on my own yeah. Um, and that's when I did the full kind of like geeky Hollywood stuff where yeah. I just kind of, I went to um, Paramount Studios mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers Studios. Um, and the weirdest thing I did, wow. which I really deliberated for months while we were planning the trip, is I went to Disneyland on my own. Did you? I did. How was it? It was great, actually. Yeah. I genuinely wow. really enjoyed it. I was kind of, I was really worried that I'd get there and suddenly be really depressed and I'd be the kind of the girl with the Mickey, Minnie Mouse ears kind of crying wow. around the castle because she was <laughs> on her own and, and just looking really sad. Um, but no, it's weird. I kind of just soaked up the atmosphere. I didn't really go wow. on any rides because I'd been, I'd been before and I'd been to the Paris when all the rides are kind of the same and 
I actually went and did a really wow. tour, which is like a behind the scenes tour, which t- actually takes you to Walt Disney's apartment. Oh, amazing. Which he had over um, the fire station in Main Street. And that was kind of really special. Because I, I mean, I, I'm quite a big Disney fan wow. anyway. Um, and I, when I did my undergraduate degree, I did quite a lot of um, studies and research wow. into, into Disney himself and mm-hmm. some of his earlier work and what have you. So I've got quite a lot of interest there. And of course, um, Anaheim. Uh, Disneyland was the first Disneyland yeah. that he built, so it's kind of special for that. So yeah, it was, I actually really enjoyed it, but I was a bit apprehensive about it. Um, but that's cool. so uh, m- a lot of my traveling has been on my. I went for Amer- to America Trial. for nine. I mean, I've been to America about thirty times, um, and I went to Vegas for nine days to meet a girl who Trial. I was like talking to. We had a massive argument after about five days. Went our separate ways. My brother's like, what are you going to do? I'm staying over here for a bit. He's like, what? I was like, I'll just stay over here for a month or something. He's like, you're nuts. I'm like, no, that'd be fine. I have lots of friends in America. I've skydived in America a lot. So from LA, I drove straight... Sorry, from Vegas, I drove straight to LA. Hit up friends in LA. From LA, I went to a skydiving place just outside of LA, uh, Lake Elsinore. Set up camp there. But then, for an I was in Idaho, bought a van, and I was just travelling on my own. And I'd go and do stuff on my own. It didn't... It's... It's only your preconceptions that stop you or hold you back, and you think, "Oh, this is going to be shit from on my own. I'm not going to do it." And you go on your own, and you're like, "It's brilliant! I had an amazing time." I think the funny thing is, I found so obviously did that bit of LA on my own, um, and then met back up with uh, Kate, who'd gone to do a Yosemite trek, um, and we then got the train up to Seattle. So we we actually met back in San Francisco. So I drove up to San Francisco on my own. So that kind of road trip was quite fun. Um, Which way did you drive to San Francisco? So I did part of it on the Pacific Coast Highway. So I basically kind of did the Trial. bit that we hadn't done. Yeah, okay. And then I went inland. Up past Malibu and that yes. way. Yeah. yeah, which was really lovely. Um, and then, yeah, Trial. back up with Kate in San Francisco. Um, which was really funny. So we'd only, we'd, obviously we'd been together for like three weeks. And then had this like four days apart. And we were just so glad to see each other. And kind of super excited about everything. And um anyway got the train to seattle was the, was the next stage of the journey um did seattle for three or four days absolutely adored seattle Hello, like and then nice. that's where we parted ways completely because actually kate was going on to Trial. do a um three-week trek in canada which i decided i i didn't really want to do um and actually originally i was only going to go for a month yeah. Um, but I basically kind of made this wild decision when I booked the flights that I'd stay for an extra two weeks on my own, and I'd effectively come up, come home across Canada by train. Yeah. Trial. Um, which I partially did. Basically, as I kind of planned it, I realised that there was a massive bit in the middle that was going to be really dull. Yeah. It was going to take three days and it was going to cost quite a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fly that bit. Yeah. yeah. And then carry the on. interior. <laughs> they call it the interior in Canada. Yeah. Stay away from the interior. Wow. I was uh, so I, I lived in Vancouver for four months, and uh, my dad rang me one day. This is my first time out there because I, I went out there and I stayed for say three months, came home, went back out for nine, and then uh, my dad rang. He said, "Oh, we're coming to uh, Niagara Falls, Christine and I. Why don't you come wow. and meet us?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll come meet you." He's like, "Just drive over." I was like, "What?" He said, "Like <laughs> drive over." I was like, "To Niagara." He said, "Yeah, how far is it?" I was like, seven thousand kilometers or something." Dad, he's like, "What?" I was like. 7,000 yeah. kilometres, I think, Dad. It's, it's like further yeah, and I was like, if you've been on the East Coast, like from the UK to Niagara. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think closer. it is further, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and not only that, Dad, it's through, it's like, nothing, barren. Like, people die because they hit moose all the time and stuff. I'm like, 
I'll just fly and meet you. So I flew to Toronto. We yeah. spent a few days in Toronto and then we drove Trial. up from there. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, you don't... I'm not driving through the interior of Canada on my own. 7,000K, no way. Trial. But yeah, the, obviously the excited Vancouver for a few days um, and then Vancouver Island, which I really loved. Yeah. Um, Trial. And yeah, did kind of whale watching. Is this uh, in the summer, places. right? Yeah. So Vancouver Island would have been brilliant in the summer. It's really Well, nice. you say that. It was lovely, wow. but they'd had a lot of forest fires. Uh, so the whole what atmosphere, year was this? This was 2017. So there was yeah. a lot of... It was weird. It was kind of like smog, but yeah, not. Was, and so the whole atmosphere was very... So Vancouver, wow. for instance, like I know from pictures I've seen, is supposedly this beautiful skyline with all these mountains and things in the background. Never saw those mountains yeah. because so it was just all grey. I remember lots of friends of mine who were base jumpers or skydivers were posting pictures they couldn't even Trial. skydive. Because the smoke was so bad, the smog was so bad. 2017 was a really bad year for mm. forest fires there. Um, so yeah, but that's a, that's a shame. Vancouver it is Island's a shame. lovely. Yeah. You got to see the wells. I did in Seattle so, or up at Vancouver. So I did two actually. So I did one at um, in the San Juan Islands, which, so, yeah, see, which awesome. I just thought was absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And that was kind of a bigger a bigger whale watching tour, which still saw a lot and it was mm-hmm. great. Um, but basically I couldn't get enough. So when I got to Victoria on uh, Vancouver Island, yeah. I, I couldn't really decide Trial. what I was going to do there. And I saw it was all these whale watching stands. I was like, I'm going to go again. But I went on a rib that time. Oh, so obviously awesome, a much yeah. more kind of intimate, much mm-hmm. closer, quite frightening. I was sat at the front and, um, cushy. and I think again, because actually in some ways the, the smog from the forest fires made it even more atmospheric because everything was just had this grayness to it. Yeah. And you just didn't know at what point something was going to... And the water was so still. <laughs> Trial. Like, you just didn't know when something was just going to pop up. And yeah, that was... But you saw orca, yeah? Saw orcas, yeah. saw a humpback. Um, we saw porpoises. Trial. Yeah, nice. They were really fun. They were quite playful. Because in yeah. San Juan, you can canoe. You can go out on a canoe and do it. It's crazy. I've amazing. seen videos of that. I've, it's, I'm, I'm a little bit obsessed with orcas, actually. And I, I follow a lot of the groups on, on Facebook, so I'm constantly seeing these amazing videos of, of things people have done, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't think I can get that close. Yeah. I, I, that'd be, I think that'd be amazing. Trial. If I was going to... I've not done that. So I've done... I spent a lot of time in Washington as well. Um, a fair bit of time on San Juan Islands. Like, I'm, I'm on the small islands there, Toledo, etc. Around Trial. there, I spent a lot of time there. And... Uh, I did often think I'd like to go down, and I thought, well, you know what? If I if I meet someone and, I'm, and I have a partner, I've done so much of America. They might feel like, oh, well, I don't really want to go wow. to America. You've done it. I'm like, but I didn't. I didn't go and see the wells. I didn't go to, so I can show them around, which will make traveling there easier. But there's loads that we need to do. Like wow. I purposely haven't gone to any of um, Disneyland or anything. I've not done them. So I thought now when I go back someone will be like oh you've been to LA 50 times I'm like yeah I have but I haven't done a Hollywood tour I haven't done this let's go and do that you know Universal Studios so I I kept little bits for me to go back and because I have friends there I can go back at the drop of a hat so things like the the well watching because it was real well watching season when I was there I've got videos from just stopping up the PCH and I'm at the Ritz Hotel just stopped for lunch with a friend and uh Everyone just ran to the railings. We go over and there's just wells, breachy, and just it was optimal time. But I opted not to do it. But I think can, can, on a canoe would be awesome because they've never yeah. attacked anyone in the world. No, you know that, right? That's, yeah, that's awesome. I would just part of me would be like, dive in, dive in and swim with them. They're welcoming you. Coming down, yeah. I'd be the first person ever to get attacked by orca. But I think it's a, I think it'd be really cool on a on a canoe. Yeah. I've never been canoeing, so I think that's the optimal time to try. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Yeah. So where did you head from there? 
Um, so yeah, from Vancouver Cal. Island, I got I got the train up through the Rockies to so the mm. Canadian, which was fun. that was. Really That's beautiful. the the real famous. Is that the real famous yeah, train ride? Yeah. It is, yeah. So I didn't do the the posh one. So yeah. you can do the really, really, is it the Rocky like, Mountaineer or whatever? Exactly, yeah. So like, it's like the Orient Express of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the same line, so it's yeah. the same views. But it was the... And again, they had, they had an observatory car, which was, was great. Um, and that, yeah, that was a phenomenal journey. And that took me to Jasper. Yeah. And basically when I got to Jasper, I kind of... There was a lot of spontaneity on this trip, to be honest. I kept kind of doing things that I hadn't necessarily Trial. planned on doing. Um, like I, I did a seaplane ride over Seattle and uh, things like that. But the um, when I got to Jasper, I basically decided that it was also stunning around there, but there wasn't a great Trial. way of getting around. And I was only there for two nights. I thought, I'm getting a car. So I just went to the hire car depot outside the station and just got Trial. a car for 24 hours. So cheap as well, car hire in really America. Cheap. Well, and Canada. I, cheap. And it just meant that I actually got to see so much more by doing that. Trial. And actually I met an English couple... Um, at, on the train actually who ended up at the same hostel as me and I just they were actually going on a massive kind of world travelling tour for about a year but I said look I've got a car I'm going to go for a drive down to kind of Athabasca Falls and the the glacier and stuff tomorrow like Trial. you're welcome to come with me if, if you want and um, and they paid for the fuel which was really sweet of them Amazing, so yeah. and I, I think that's the thing when you're on your own you make those connections exactly. and you make, whereas actually when I was with Kate Trial. we didn't so much because we were kind of together it's funny when you're on your own I find that you meet you seem to of course, more you're forced to because yeah. you either become reclusive and you yeah. stay in a Motel 6 and you don't go out and you watch PBS, watch like um, HBO or something, yeah. you don't do anything, or you go, so I would go out sometimes and just sit in a bar wow. and I think, I knew, so I'd become, I'd become very English so that when someone served <laughs> me a drink or something, man or woman, I'd be like, what can I get? I'd be like, just this one. Um, could I just get a glass Trial. of water, please? Become really English and show up. I knew they'd be. Where are you from? I'm like, yeah. I'm from England. What are you doing over here? Well, I fight professionally, and I was doing this. Tell them all the juicy bits. Next minute, talking to them, it's like, ah, oh, me and some buddies are going to a house party later. Why don't you come and join us? Yeah. And then that was. Trial. I I thought that I experienced so much more of America for being on my own. Yeah. And I mean, I travelled for five months with a Canadian and two Americans. Because we were all base jumpers. We just travelled around jumping off casinos or jumping off cranes or had an adventure. But at the same time, I only met them through for being out there. As soon as I left them, I'd go somewhere, just a cafe in the like a diner, go and order biscuits or something, and I'd sit down and I'd the waitress would serve me, I'd speak, boom, you talk straight away. So I think it's a much better experience just being on your own. Yeah, and I was really I was really glad to have done that. I think the weirdly the the loneliest experience I had throughout that whole kind of that was it was only two weeks really that I did that. I mean, plus the bit in LA. Um was at Niagara Falls. So I'd been to Niagara Falls before as a kid, Mm -hmm. so but it was kind of on my way. So obviously after um Jasper I'd got the coach to Calgary, which took me through Banff actually, which was really beautiful. Um, got a train to Trial. Toronto um, had a really gorgeous experience um, just staying with my um, basically with a, a cousin it was my dad's cousin that I'd had like a, an email kind of pen friend kind of relationship with since I was a teenager but only met once before when Trial. I was about 13 and so I stayed with them for wow. about four or five days and actually that was lovely because it was like being at home all of a sudden it was like having that family kind of environment and they took me places and fed me and do you know what I mean like just I just felt cozy for a few days and that was was lovely but yeah I it seemed I couldn't really go back to New York without stopping at Niagara so I did that and the weirdest thing about Niagara was that for some reason there was just no English speaking people there. Lots of Japanese tourists? 
No, not Japanese, no. mainly Indian. Oh, yeah? Which I just was, yeah, I, I normally you'd perhaps expect it to be Japanese, but no, it was primarily Indian, I, I think. And I, but yeah, wow. I'd be in these crowds of people and I just wouldn't hear any English voices. Mm. And that was the most lonely I ever felt because suddenly I was like, wow, okay, there's no one Trial. to do. <laughs> like, yeah. kind of I mean, they probably all spoke English as well, but yeah. you you feel less inclined to start up a conversation with someone if they're already speaking another language. Yeah, and also Niagara's a shithole. So it's like, <laughs> it's like being in Western Supermare, just full of amusement parks and like yeah. Madame Tussauds. And you're like, yeah. this is a dive. Like what the, but they do have the best bird gardens or bird house i've ever been to among it's like an indoor bird gardens and it is so cool it's amazing it's like parrots and crows any bird you can imagine guinea fowl cheek amazing it's all indoors phenomenal that's really really worth looking up if anyone's listening they're heading to niagara they need to hit up the bird place but niagara's a shithole so I, i wouldn't want to spend Oh, they do have the best Brazilian restaurant I've ever at outside of Brazil, though. Um, but I wouldn't want to spend more than a couple of days there. Try. And if I was on my own, I'd probably done in a night. I'd go across the bridge and into New York. Mm. Because it. I can imagine it was just... It's full of tourists as well, which can Try. be a bit depressing. Because everyone's on their own adventure, their own Try. craziness. It's like a whirlwind. And it's like... Instead of this being my adventure now and I'm discovering stuff, I'm just part of a, a tourist mass here. So I wouldn't want to be in, in wow. Niagara by, my, by myself for long. And if you were, again, trapped by the Indian invasion... <laughs> wow. It was. It really was. <laughs> it was so strange. But yeah, and actually, the, I think then the saddest part of that, because I started to get lonelier and lonelier throughout the day... I I decided I wanted to go on the, the big wheel yes. there now, which wasn't there when I was there before. And I was like, well, I've got to go on the big wheel. Mm. And I obviously went on this big wheel on my own, and that felt a little bit sad. Trial. <laughs> I was like, sat there in my little pink anorak <laughs> and my little hat. And I was like, oh, this is really Trial. sad now. With this little gondola on my own, taking selfies. But you could have been at home Trial. in the UK, in your house, <laughs> on your own. I mean, it was probably a Wednesday or something. You'd have been doing nothing anyway, right? True, so a true. sad story from Niagara Trial. is better than a sad story from just outside Gloucester. Yeah, this is so, true. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then from there, straight back to New York? Straight back home. to New York. And, um, yeah, I spent about three days in New York. Um, some shopping, kind of just, yeah, just chilled out a little bit. And yeah, again, it was, I, I really liked being in New York on my own. I kind of, I did enjoy that. Um, and actually the Trial. last thing I did on the day I left, which kind of fitted with the whole airborne and the aviation thing, is I went to Intrepid. Okay. Um, which is the big aviation museum, yeah. which is on a, an old aircraft carrier, just literally on Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So, and it's got Concorde there and it had the, the Blackbird, which I love. And actually had the, um, the Enterprise space shuttle as well. So, Amazing. yeah, so it kind of felt really right to, to finish the journey that way. Amazing. Um, Cause I didn't. I didn't do that much kind of aviation later. The one thing I kind of really wanted to do, but it was just too far when I was in California, I wanted to go to um, to Top Gun, Trial. which obviously down near San Diego. Yeah. Um, and I, but it just, it was too far in, yeah, in the wrong a direction. Few times. Um, so that's something I'd probably go back mm-hmm. to do one day. So yeah. you, you think you're done traveling or you'd like to go again? Yeah, or not just... at all. I, I think the one thing I, I really Trial. kind of keep in mind is just that, that trip really was a kind of once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. cost a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the likelihood of having that kind of that kind of money Trial. again, and the kind of the opportunity in terms of work and personal life, 
I don't see doing something on that scale again anytime yeah. soon. But yeah, there's loads of places Trial. I want to visit again and loads of places that I'd go back to. Um, I mean, I'm kind of hoping, providing I can afford it with the, the film and the film festivals, that part of the reason I submitted to places like Cyprus is because they're places they haven't been that I want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> so some of my film festival strategy has been purely on, hmm, I'd quite like to go there. It'd be, yeah. be a good excuse. Wow. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that there'll be a little bit of travel involved with the film. Um, but I've been realistic about that. I've not kind of submitted it to too many that are Trial. too far afield. Get it to yeah. Whistler and Banff and all the mountain film festivals and wherever you can. Get out of there. You know, yeah. I mean, you might get bankrupt, but at least you'll see these places. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I always say I'm never more than a bad wet day away from going. Mm. I mean, I'm very spontaneous anyway. Um, but the year that I spent there, I mean, I've travelled the world through fighting. Yeah. I've been lucky and I've been all over the world. So, But with that trip that where I just went and just didn't come home, it was just... Life chain. I mean, I did like Trial. 47 grand or something in a year. All my savings, everything gone. Came home with nothing. But I, I, like, I couldn't buy what I got for 47 grand. You couldn't, nobody could put a package together because it would far exceed 47,000 pounds. There's no way mm. that you would get that. So for me, it was worth it. I don't know if I'd be in a position to do that again and have, because I didn't need to work. I, I did some work at um, packing parachutes and stuff, you know, and I got paid for that and at the skydiving places. But, and I taught a few MMA classes. Trial. And uh, so for me, I earn, I did earn a little bit of money, but for me, I could never really do it again because I probably would never spend nearly 50 grand again mm. traveling. I just, I'm in a different point in my life now, you know, but I don't regret any Trial. of it. And it was certainly amazing. And I, travel's one of my favourite things to do, which wasn't when I was in my 20s. You know, I didn't even think about I travelled because I was fighting, but I didn't think about just going and just being on an adventure. I curse myself now, actually, um, because Dad was a um, BA uh, captain. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really realise until it was too late that up until I was 25, I was eligible for staff travel. So basically free free tickets. And somehow I just didn't... And I don't think he did either. We just didn't really fully appreciate that. And I think also because I was in quite a long-term committed relationship around that time. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't have seemed that... I think if I'd been single, it might have been something I would have gone and done. But now I'm just like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) But you can't can't really look back that way. Um, No, definitely. But yeah, I I definitely want to do more. I just, like you say, it's, it's it's the money, sadly. And I've got no regrets on on the thousands that I spent on that trip, um, but having that again Trial. to do is gonna yeah. be tough. Yeah, I think my, if I got a fifty grand now, it's gonna be a deposit for a house. You know, it's not gonna mm. be to go gallivant. I'm not saying I wouldn't then go gallivant, but I'm not gonna spend nearly fifty grand doing that again. You know, I just got mm. you just get so. But I bought stuff. That I have like I bought a paraglider. I bought a base jumping rig Trial. I bought a skydiving rig I bought, and I had stuff that because I started accumulating all this stuff that because I lived in my own van I never had to take it out Trial. then at the end of the trip I was like fuck I've got about six grand's worth of luggage how would I ever get this home so I had to try and sell stuff give stuff to people because I literally had a van full of stuff yeah. so um, yeah I sold my van except for yeah it was a bit yeah, I don't know if I wouldn't do that scale again, but I would. I'd do. I'd go and do a year of traveling, hundred percent. Mm. But it would be a bit more low key. I wouldn't spend that sort of money. Yeah, definitely. Trial. So, movie wise, for you, filmmaking wise, mm. still pushing this. MA's finished. Yeah, Done. so finished the MA in September. Um, yeah, graduate 
this summer. Trial. But yeah, te- technically I've got got the new letters against my name, which is nice. Not not that I use them. But <laughs> <laughs> it was never it was never really about the MA for me. It was more about that opportunity to take the time out, really throw myself into the trial film and, and filmmaking and what have you. So um, yeah, and now it's pushing the film. Uh, obviously back at work, uh, which is. It's tough, but it's good. I mean, I'm quite lucky at the moment that I'm working on some quite interesting Trial. projects. I'm actually working on um, flight simulators for yeah. the A400M and the C17. So kind of, that's that's kind of my, the stuff that I do day to day, which is still aviation related. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm pleased about Trial. that. And I'm genuinely quite grateful that, that work were able to give me that opportunity just to step back in the door when I was ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't necessarily going to. I, I kind of thought I'd probably leave and not go back, but actually financially and everything Trial. else, it actually made, made the best sense to, to do that. And it, the thing is, it gave me the flexibility then to to push the film, get it into film, have the money to push it into film festivals, because that doesn't come for free. Yeah. Um, and also have the flexibility Trial. to be able to go to them, because actually if I'd kind of decided, right, this is the career change I'm going to make, I'm going to go and get a film Trial. job, a TV job, whatever, I think Airborne would just would have been parked and just left on a shelf and I'd never have done anything with it because I wouldn't have the time or the energy or the money to do stuff with it. Yeah. So I think once once Airborne's kind of finished its journey, so I think Trial. probably by the end of this year, I think the, the last festivals that I've submitted to that I'd like to get into are kind of maybe like January, February next year because um, the, the film festival take, takes a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at that point to kind of start thinking, okay, what's, what's next? What's the next project? You haven't got anything in mind? Nothing massive in mind right now. So I, the only thing that I would like to kind of get working Trial. on at some stage, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, was um, these kind of little mini documentaries that I've been making with my dad. Trial. So I made yeah. one called Hotel November um, as part of the course, which was a kind of nine-minute documentary about his um, time-flying airships Trial. in the 1980s, which I just find really fascinating. Yeah. He spent a lot of time in the States, actually, um, with this uh, skyship. 500. Wasn't he in a Bond Trial. film? He was in a Bond film. Yeah. Well, remembered. <laughs> Didn't he fly into the Golden Gate Bridge or something? Yeah. Like, I so. <laughs> I love that I obviously already told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been told it. Definitely. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, he um, <clears throat> flew, did the, the airship sequence, or part of the airship sequence for View to a Kill. Yeah. Which is the Roger Moore film that was set in San Francisco and obviously Zorin and had this big airship Trial. the villain and what have you. And yeah, he um, did some really kind of cool flying above the actual Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, most of it was done with models and, and kind of at Pinewood and done over here. But they did do some actual flying over San Francisco. That's which awesome. Was, which is really cool. He's got some of the storyboards from that too. So the, well. those little documentaries, Hotel November and stuff, yeah. are you releasing them? Trial. They're released? So or? Hotel November is online. You can find it on okay. YouTube. Um, so and on Vimeo. Um and yeah, that had some good feedback. It was the first documentary I'd ever really made, and actually, I found that quite tough. Trial. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's not a format I'm used to. It's not. I'm used to being very everything being very controlled and very Trial. Um, like every shot being kind of planned and what have you as, as you kind of do in drama. But with documentary, it's all it's kind of done afterwards. You kind of shoot the thing, and then you start piecing everything together with archive and whatever else you might have. And but actually, as I was Trial. saying before about capturing stories and kind of especially capturing my dad's story because he is such a good kind of raconteur with, with his storytelling and everything. Um, I quite like the idea of looking at different aspects of his aviation career yeah. with that same format. Trial. So Hotel November was about um, the airship registration um, 
Hotel November. Yeah. Um, and actually, so I've already kind of got the idea that I want to do one about his time with British Airways. And actually, um, we're going to call that Delta Juliet. Trial. Because he talks about a particular... Believe it was a 737, might have been a 111, so I'm sorry, Dad, if I've forgotten which one it was. Um, which actually they used to call the death jet <laughs> because there was something always going wrong with it. And like, it's not necessarily going to be about that particularly, but Trial. I just I like the format of each film kind of having that registration yeah. about it. And then um, we'll probably do one called Whiskey Charlie, which would be about the motor glider that he's got a share in, which is the, the motor glider that um, appears in Airborne. Okay. Um, Trial. Kind of adventures in that kind of post retirement. So. Um, yeah, that's kind of the only thing that's kind of really burning there at the moment. Yep. And I think in terms of further dramas, it's, oh, I don't know, it's got to come from funding for me because I've, I've done so much independent, low budget, asking everyone for favours that I just can't <coughs> keep doing that. You know, I mean, it yeah, kind of gets yeah. embarrassing after a while. So whether I go for shorts or even Trial. my features, which is the kind of the Creative England BFI film funding schemes, yep. that's something I may look into Trial. over the next year. Bit, like, it's a sh- it would be a shame to to lose the creativity through through finance that would be like mm. you know that's so shit so many people that your story must be there must be a plethora of people in the, in the same situation you know they've got so much creativity they mm-hmm. want to do it and they maybe haven't produced something as good as you've just produced but uh the fact that you might be held back simply because you financially need to Trial. support this is, is, is a I bit think shit. It's tough because it's not for me. It's not just about the finance. I mean, I I wouldn't crowdfund again. Yeah. Um, because I kind of feel like I feel like that's a one shot wonder, really. Yeah. Because it Trial. generally the most people that are going to crowdfund you are your friends and your family and the people yeah. close by. And to me, you can only do that once. You can't yeah, keep I agree. dipping from the same bucket. Yeah. It's just not fair. And I'm, I'm so, so grateful to everyone that, that did contribute and support that because the support was overwhelming. Um, but yeah, the crowdfunding thing's done. All right, Trial. maybe, maybe possibly someone will see Airborne and think, that's awesome. I, w- I want to see more stuff from her. I, I, maybe there'll be some private investment into, into the next thing, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not banking on that. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm so keen to do something that's kind of Creative England or BFI funded is that they kind of come with their own stamp of approval um, in so much as that Trial. because they're BFI films or they're Creative England films or whatever, they kind of get this kind of golden ticket into various festivals yeah, and makes what have sense. you. And sort of pre-approved to get the funding in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of Trial. why I feel like I, I want, I'd like to do a film that's accredited by them because that kind of has its, it's almost like the next step up. And yeah. whilst I'm sad that Airborne couldn't be Trial. made with, with that backing in some ways I had more freedom by not doing it that way mm-hmm. because having I've, I've worked on films that were um, lottery funded and there are obviously a lot of hoops to jump through and a lot of a lot more kind of exec producer funding that, yeah. that tweaks the film into something that maybe wasn't what you in, originally intended so that comes with its pros and cons mm. but it's still in the yeah the back yeah. of my mind well the documentary things Trial. interest me more anyway mm. um that's a genre that I would love to pursue. I'd like, I would, I never really feel like being a presenter or actor or anything, but I would love to, to be involved in documentary filmmaking. Um, not the filmmaking process possibly because editing my paraglides are so laborious. I'm not sure that I would want to want to do that side of it, but you know, like something Trial. along like the Louis Theroux sort of thing, something quite, controversial or in depth and thought provoking i mean my my mum was a 
had MS, passed away uh, just over a year ago. My mum had MS, was in the care system for about six years. Wow. And I'd like to make a documentary looking at multiple sclerosis and the involvement of the, the care, uh, being in care through multiple sclerosis. I'd like to do a documentary about that, but I'm not I'm not in a position to put that <clears throat> into anything, but the documentary side of it interests me, you know? Mm. It's real life. And I think that's what interests me about these podcasts. It's real life. There's no script. It's just, this is how it is. And... The, the creativity will come in, in editing and putting it together as a great piece to, to put out. But the documentary and real life side of it, I like people. I like people's stories. And that's why I'm sat here. I can't wait to get home and watch Hotel November, you know, because Trial. I'm really intrigued now to see the documentary because it's real life and it's about somebody. And that's what interests me is people interest me. You have a very creative mind that you want to put into into filmmaking. And it's very different, and I really look forward to, to seeing those things. But, yeah, so the documentary really interests me, so I'm looking forward to... Hopefully, you'll pursue that, and hopefully it's, you know, they're low budget. You can sit down with your dad, and you can just get them done, and Trial. you can churn them out. And I, I, you've definitely got an avid watcher <laughs> as soon as they come out. But, um, so, listen, we've been chatting for like an hour and 40 minutes or so. Let's get this wrapped up. Um, you... It was brilliant. I wow. loved the film. I really enjoyed the film. If I didn't love the film, I would say I'm not the guy who would bullshit you. I did. <laughs> I really loved the film. It was great. It exceeded my expectations. It was not a... Wow. I'm, I'm going to say it's not a flying film. And hopefully anyone who's listening to this who's not in the flying community will certainly not be put wow. off by the fact it's called Airborne and it's got gliding in it because it's not... That's not what it is for me. Um, so I think that everyone should watch it and take from it whatever they take from it. But... I recommend watching it. I really Trial. loved it. So I think you did really well and I'm really excited to see you get out of the MOD a bit more and make more films in the future. Trial. So thank you again for coming on. Is there anyone you'd like to thank or any pages or any uh, links you'd like people to send them to before we sign off? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, obviously thanks for you for having me on this podcast Oh, you're today. more than welcome. Appreciate that. Um, and also, I mean, thanks for everyone that, that supported Airborne. Um, I'm not going to try and list people because there's hundreds of Trial. them, um, but they know who they are. Um, but in terms of if people are interested <clears throat> in Airborne um, or even Hotel November, um, you can find um, information on Airborne. Obviously, the whole film isn't online, but there's a trailer being released Trial. next week. Um, and the Facebook page and also the website is Airborne the Movie. Trial. Also, airbornethemovie.co.uk and Airborne the Movie is the, the Facebook page um, handle as well. Um, and it's also the tag that we use on Instagram and um, Twitter and social media and that kind Trial. of thing. So, if you're interested in it to find out more, that's what to put in. I'll try Google. and include links in the description to this. Great. When I um, put all the, the intro and stuff together later on, I'll try and put links to everything mm-hmm. on there as well. Um, so, yeah hit joey up and joey thank you so much it honestly was my my privilege to have you on so thank you very much for joining me and uh yeah see you again